Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens for more information about Catalysis. Welcome back to The Lens. I'm your host, Peter Mariahazi. Healthcare is in the midst of a massive disruption. With financial structures in tatters and the future uncertain, this is the moment to begin the revolution. But first, leaders need to learn how to support staff at all levels as they make transformational improvements in care. John Toussaint and Kim Barnes are joining us today to discuss how healthcare leaders are implementing behavior-driven strategies to ensure quality and create lasting change. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us, Peter. Kim, will you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, this always feels redundant because we always start podcasts with this. What can I say that's different this time? Um, as you all know, I am the CEO of Catalysis. I've been with Catalysis for over four years. And prior to that, I was um, very active in operations in healthcare. I was a senior vice president at ThetaCare and president of Theta Clark Medical Center and Appleton Medical Center. So my experience has been mostly uh, on the ground. And for the last four years, I've been working with organizations around the world that are transforming and using, you know, um, organizational excellence as their methodology. So right now I spend a lot of my time coaching executives. Thank you for that update. John, can you just introduce yourself briefly to our listeners as well? Yes, I, um, I'm an internist. I uh, started the uh, uh, not-for-profit institute Catalysis back in 2008, and we've been really focused on trying to build a community of learners uh, across the world, uh, learners that are interested in organizational excellence and the, in the, what it takes to do that, the leadership activities and and uh, systems that it takes to do that. So that is uh, really what I've been doing for the last over a decade now. Before that, I was the CEO uh, and uh, chief medical officer and a practicing internist. Thank you for that. So John, to help our listeners kind of get the foundation, what is principle-based behavior? I think that one of the things I've learned in this journey is that if you don't tie the actions and behaviors of your team to basic principles, then you can't sustain from a cultural standpoint over time. And so we've done a lot of work with the Shingo Institute and they have uh, identified 10 specific principles around organizational excellence uh, that were really based on Shigio Shingo's uh, work in the 70s and 80s. You know, Toyota has 14 principles. Deming had his 14 points. Uh, I think that the idea here is that there's a, there's a bedrock of, of principles which are really universal truths. And, it, it, and if you 
start to work off of those principles, then you build what is the important part of the DNA of an organization for sustainability. And one of those things is behavior. So if we consider uh, the principle of, of uh, respect for people, what, what are the behaviors and actions that we must take as leaders in order to tie back to that principle? So certainly uh, if we think about respect, you know, going to the gimba and uh, asking open-ended questions in a really humble inquiry type of way is showing ultimate respect. So our actions then are actually tied back to uh, specific principles. And in, in, in that example, it's the principle of respect for every individual. Those are great examples. And, and Kim, so why is it important for the leaders to focus on their behaviors? Well, I'm going to use a quote from Carl Hoover to kick this thought off, and that is that it's really difficult. It's a challenge for executives to move from knowing conceptually to practicing personally. And so we can come in and do all kinds of education with leaders, and they can understand cognitively what we're talking about, but until they practice it, um, it doesn't really get embedded in the organization. So if you want to transform or change the culture um, and the uh, improvement um, possibilities for your organization, you need to first look at yourself. And so we really focus on um, what are those behaviors that you need to develop personally? What are your strengths? What are some of your gaps? How do you work on it as you're um, practicing with your people? So you're gonna behave differently just as you're expecting them to behave differently. So you're leading the way. Um, and that really develops into um, that transformation of the culture as you're bringing organizational excellence through the system. Wonderful. And, and so we're all creatures of habit and we tend to go back and do things we naturally think of. John, what are some things that leaders can do to help them focus on their own behaviors that they're working on? Well, I think it's important to, first of all, understand what the behaviors are. And um, so we've published a number of papers that are on our website that talk about these five behavioral traits, five behavioral dimensions, starting with uh, willingness, willingness to change. So that's kind of the, 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 the dimension, but, but then what we want to do is understand what's the observable behavior behind that. The observable behavior behind that is, do you have a reflection mechanism? In other words, if I came to your uh, institution and I looked at your calendar, would I see a regular 15-minute reflection time somewhere on that calendar or somewhere in, 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 in your workspace? So that is the observable action behind willingness to change is some sort of self-reflection mechanism. The next uh, key trait or dimension is, is, um, uh, is humility. And, and so as I mentioned earlier, one of the things that we would observe if, if we came on your site and we're, we're watching you interact with your, with your staff members is, <clears throat> are you going to the Gemba in a respectful way and asking uh, good questions? rather than going and telling people what to do. 
So the, the idea of, I don't have all the answers, but I'd like for you staff, frontline staff member to explain to me the good work that you do uh, is one way that we would uh, observe the, 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 the uh, humility trait. Uh, another one of the key traits, the third one really is curiosity. So do our, you really care about what's going on in the organization? Are you curious about how things are, are, uh, are, are happening? <clears throat> and there's, there's some observable behaviors there too. So again, uh, are you going to ask questions? Are they open-ended questions? Are you listening carefully to what people are telling you? So the listening part is pretty important. Most of the time we're waiting to talk uh, as leaders, but, but, but can we actually empathize with the people that we're interacting with to understand uh, what they're telling us? And then finally, are we using some, some format of A3 thinking? I don't care if it's a piece of paper or not, but are we thinking about things from the standpoint of background, current state, you know, target condition, you know, why things exist, what experiments are we trying, how do we know that we're winning or losing, that basic uh, thinking is what we're looking for uh, when we look for the trait of curiosity. And then the, the fourth trait really is perseverance. So our people, our, our leaders, when, if, if we go to observe them, do they, do they have a buddy? Do they have someone that's actually telling them how they're doing? So someone that's observing them at the Gimba, somebody that's giving them feedback. Do they have a coach? Because this is hard work and it takes perseverance. And without a coach, it's pretty hard to change one's behavior. So we need that feedback system in order to be uh, effective long-term. And then, and then finally, it's, it's, it's self-discipline. And this is where most of us fall down and that we have uh, the observable activity would be leader standard work. So are you actually practicing leader standard work or not? And uh, that's pretty easily observed when we go, when we go see. So those are the things I think from a behavior standpoint that are fundamental uh, for uh, leaders to really, to really build the, the culture of continuous improvement into their, the DNA of their organization. Thank you, John. Kim, John mentioned setting aside time to reflect. Is that on your calendar? Can, can you help us understand how self-assessment is very difficult for many people? How can leaders reflect and assess themselves along this journey because it is truly a journey? Well, I think that's a great question because when we think about reflection, we're actually establishing a process for ourselves for reflection. So if you ask people if they reflect, they'll say, yeah, you know, in the car on the way home from work, I think about things, or uh, some people say in the shower. Um, but what we're saying is you need a formal process and those two things don't count. So are you setting aside time in your calendar, uh, 15 minutes a day, an hour on Friday, whatever that um, opportunity is for you or capability is for you, are you doing it? And what are you doing when you reflect? Do you have a, a set of questions that you're asking yourself? And how are you measuring how you're doing on that? Are, you know, is your reflection changing how you, how you go and see you? Do you go to the Gemba? How, do you, how you're asking questions? Are you reflecting on the right things? And a lot of times um, people find journaling about that to be very helpful. And so do you have a journal that you can go back and look through and see are there themes that I should be paying attention to. And then lastly, some people actually, um, through reflection with that, bud that buddy or partner, 
do you have somebody that can say, you, you can say, I think I'm doing better. I'm going to the Gemba and your, your partner might say, yeah, you're going, but you're telling everybody what to do when you get there. Or, you know, you're asking better questions today than you ever have. And you, you can add that into your reflection, but it's reflecting with purpose. It's not just sitting down and thinking about, hey, how are things going? What are those things that are important in your standard work? The things that you're trying to improve and change in your organization? And what's your role in it? Not how's the organization doing with it. What are you doing personally to um, help that improvement uh, process work? Wow, that's great to have a process for self-reflection so you're doing the same thing and looking at the same things on yourself. So kind of to close us out, you know, John and Kim, are there any other thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners in this concept? John, let me start us off. Anything you we closing comments? Well, I think that th this whole concept of, of self-reflection is really, really critical. We're, we're our, our own worst critics, and we are capable, if we can build that reflection in, to really change ourselves, if that's something we're committed to doing. Now, in our new book, Becoming the Change, which will come out in about a month, we have a whole chapter on using the, uh, a personal A3 process to do self-reflection. And that means taking A3 thinking, but making it personal. And we have the templates and the, and the, uh, the, the details of how to do that in, uh, in the book, Becoming the Change. And so if you're interested in, in this concept of you know, building self-reflection, uh, I think there'll be some, some good material for you to learn how to do that uh, in, our, in our upcoming book. Thank you, Kim. Any, any closing thoughts for the listeners? Just to piggyback on what John's saying, I think we also provide the tools in the book so that you can actually go read it and download them. But it's also going to talk about it at different levels in the organization. So we're going to talk about governing uh, in the change, coaching, frontline leaders, uh, executive leaders, partners. So it's, um, the book is really targeted towards all of the management levels in the organization and talks about what the change might look like at that level. And it gives great examples with many of our partners in healthcare um, of how, how they've accomplished this and what it looks like in the real world. Actual tools that they can use. That's wonderful. Kim, John, thank you for talking with us today. We thank appreciate you. your insights on how thank leaders you. can support continuous improvement through their own behaviors. And thank you all for listening. Visit createvalue.org to learn more about John and Kim's new book, Becoming the Change, now available for pre-order. Stay tuned for more episodes designed to help healthcare leaders support their organizations on a journey to organizational excellence. Thank you for listening. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens to learn more about how catalysis can inspire you to accelerate change in your organization.